0: Real quick before we get started, I want to tell you about the Build Something Weekly newsletter. It is weekly, it is free, and you will get tips, tricks, and tools delivered directly to your mailbox. I will recap the current week's episode and all of the takeaways. I'll give you a top story, content I wrote, and then some recommendation that I've been using that I think you should check out. So it is free. It is weekly. It's over at howIbuilt.it slash subscribe. Go ahead and sign up over at howIbuilt.it slash subscribe. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year and welcome to episode 200. Of how I built it. Now, I have a small confession to make. There are actually more than 200 episodes uh, with bonus episodes and things like that. But this is the official 200th episode that is numbered that way. The URL is howIbuilt.it/slash200. It's the 200th main episode as opposed to a bonus episode. So we're rolling with it. Happy 200th episode. Happy 2021. This episode is brought to you by Restrict Content Pro, Text Expander, and Hostinger. You will hear about them later on in the episode. I just said episode about 100,000 times. I am super amped up. I'm excited because I am telling you about one of my favorite topics. It's a solo episode. Uh, I'm telling you about my yearly theme. Now, the yearly theme is something that I've been doing for a few years if you need a little refresher on what a yearly theme is, uh, you can find a description in the show notes as well as a couple of resources. But I learned uh, about yearly themes from my one of my favorite podcasts called Cortex by CGP Grey and Mike Hurley. Uh, they have crafted the idea of a yearly theme. They even have this fantastic journal. To accompany the idea, which I have, and uh, Mike or Gray, if you're listening, I will happily subscribe to uh, a yearly theme journal to get one quarterly. So in any case, here's how uh, Mike and Gray describe yearly themes over on their site. Instead of resolutions, we set an overall idea of how we would like to approach each year or season. This becomes almost like a guiding principle for our work and or personal lives for that period. So first of all, a yearly theme. It doesn't actually need to be yearly for for the entire year. It could be a season. Uh, Last year, I had the year of depth, but I switched. We'll actually talk about that in a little bit. Uh, But I love this idea Uh, when I first heard it, and I'm all in now. The first time I did a yearly theme was 2019, and it was the year of new content, though I would argue that perhaps this year or or last year, 2020, was uh, a better year for new content for me. Uh, And then in 2020, I decided that my year would be the year of depth. Now, this year, if you haven't jumped ahead or uh, read the blog post, uh, is the year of opportunity. So uh, this has become a bit of tradition for me to plan the yearly theme. And I even have my wife in on the action this year. Uh, her year is the year of celebration. I, which, I, as a quick sidebar, I love her yearly theme uh, because sh- she says we didn't get to celebrate a lot in 2020. There were many missed opportunities, especially because she's a nurse. So we, we played it extra cautiously uh, when deciding if we should go to gatherings or not more often than not, we didn't. Uh, and so she wants to make 2021 probably the back half, uh, the year where we celebrate more. And I love that. Uh, so I find that having a yearly theme is uh, it's better to have a guiding set of principles then a number of promises I may or may not complete, uh, and I definitely will not complete those. Right? If if every year I say I'm going to lose fifteen pounds, and I don't, what's the point of even saying it? Right? Which I actually lost eighteen pounds in 2020. So, um, 2020 caused many people to change how they do things, uh, and I was no different. I reflected on my processes, how I could be more productive given these extreme constraints. And so for 2021, I decided my theme is going to be the year of opportunity. And before we get into exactly what that means, I do want to evaluate my 2020 theme. So as I said, my 2020 theme was the year of depth. Suffice to say, 2020 did not go as planned for most of us. When the pandemic hit in March, my wife and I realized that with her being a nurse, we would see no reduction in her hours, and she would not be working from home. So with with her still going to work and me being self-employed, we didn't really have a surplus of time on our hands. Uh, In fact, with schools and daycares closing, my daughter would be home. And so I lost work days. Uh, Erin's normal, Erin, my wife, uh, her normal schedule is three 12-hour shifts, uh, which I recognize is more flexible than a lot of people with me being self-employed and her working three weekdays or three days during the week. She does have to work some weekends. Uh, But with her normal schedule being three 12-hour shifts, I decided I'd work uh, the three of the days that she did not work and then we would have one day where we were both off for our family. Uh, and, you know, when with one kid, it was, it was fine. We, sometimes we had time, uh, we had a hard time filling the days. Um, we still could have sent her to like virtual daycare, uh, but they were essentially charging us the same amount of money for us to then teach her whatever their curriculum was. And the main, the main point of us paying for daycare was that so we could both work on certain days. And so we decided to not do the virtual daycare. So we had to come up with our own activities. Um, and that that has continued most of the year. Uh, again, we didn't bring in a babysitter or anything like that, especially in the early days of the pandemic, because we weren't sure. Um, you know, I've, I'm overweight. Uh, I have uh, asthma. And we weren't sure what the effects on our daughter would be. So um, we we didn't want to risk bringing COVID-19 into our house. This episode is brought to you by Restrict Content Pro. If you need a fast, easy way to set up a membership site for yourself or your clients, look no further than the Restrict Content Pro WordPress plugin easily create premium content for members using your favorite payment gateway, manage members, send member-only emails, and more. You can create any number of subscription packages, including free trials and even free tiers. But that's not all. Their extensive add-ons library allows you to do even more, like drip out content, connect with any number of CRMs and newsletter tools, including my favorite, ConvertKit, And you can integrate with other WordPress plugins like BBPress. When the Build Something Club comes out later this month, you can bet it's going to be using Restrict Content Pro. I'm a big fan of the team. I'm a big fan of the tool. And I know they do fantastic work over there. If you want to learn more about Restrict Content Pro and start making money with your own membership site today, head on over to howibuilt.it slash rcp. That's how I built. It slash RCP to learn more and get a special offer for listeners only. Thanks so much to Restrict Content Pro for supporting the show. Now I should also say at this time, Erin uh, was pregnant with our with our second uh, a boy, and so we we slightly benefited from that in the sense that um, if you are pregnant. Uh, at at her hospital, they won't give you COVID patients. So she wasn't completely out of the woods, you know, she like she would go help her coworkers if they if they needed it and they had a COVID patient. But for the most part, I feel like we we could rest easier than many healthcare frontline healthcare workers. So anyway, that continued most of the year except for three months from July to August. I'm sorry, July to October. Um when Aaron was on maternity leave for the birth of our son, Louis. Um, And so I'm telling you all this because that the reduction in, in work time, uh, the reduction in free time meant that I didn't do as much reading as I would have liked. I didn't spend as much time on the business and I would have liked, and I definitely didn't narrow down my services uh, due to uncertainty in the market, right? There were a lot of things in flux because of uh, the global pandemic. And so I still did pretty well. Um, I I don't think really my bottom line was hurt all that much, thank God. But um, I did lose business early on because my new done-for-you service uh, for podcasting had just launched. And I was courting a few potential clients, but with the uncertainty, they determined that that service was uh, not something they wanted to focus on in the year. So I'm kind of resetting for 2021, but um, you know, as a result, I didn't, I didn't get to go deep or as deep on that service as I thought uh, or as I hoped. Now, that said, I did manage a few wins for the year of depth. I did successfully evaluate tools and services to help me save time. I hired a lot more than expected. I brought on a new transcriber. Uh, I brought on a video editor and I brought on a virtual assistant. And those things were due in part to the fact that I was spending 40% less time working. So if I wanted to accomplish my goals, I had to hire out. And you know assume that my business expenses um or my my revenue would be able to cover those new expenses luckily i because i wasn't traveling as much most of my travel budget moved into paying contractors so um you know i i think that worked out really well i i feel like that was a smart move on my part i also pumped out a ton of content this year and continued my path towards establishing myself as a podcasting expert. Uh, One of the things I did was hire a a PR expert to work with me and come up with a plan for how to uh, help establish myself in the podcasting niche or uh, help establish myself as an expert in podcasting. We actually determined a different niche uh, which I'm very thankful for. So, uh, I believe I've made significant strides in moving from WordPress developer who podcasts to podcaster who is also a developer. So, those were a few wins in my year of depth. Uh, the thing I, I think the the flimsiest promise or goal for my year of depth was to pick like four topics that I wanted to go deep on and and read about those topics only. Uh, the idea was like, pick a subject per quarter and just read about that. That fell to the wayside pretty quickly. And, and honestly, it was kind of a silly idea anyway. So I didn't read as much as I wanted, but the books I did read, I was pretty happy with. Uh, in June, when it was obvious that this pandemic wasn't going anywhere anytime soon, I did decide to change my yearly theme to better reflect my goals for the remain the remainder of twenty twenty uh, again, in June, it was pretty obvious that the only part of the year where I would be working full time uh is during my wife's maternity leave, and I wanted to take about a month off too for paternity leave and spend some time with my family uh and my new son and so I was thinking eight weeks at best uh, for the remainder of the year, I'll have to work full time. And so I changed my yearly theme. Uh, I changed it to the year of consistency and decided that whatever I managed to do, I would do it consistently. This was mostly in the realm of creating content. And I think that was a, a big success if my goal was to publish content weekly. I managed to publish three pieces of content per week, Uh, an episode of this podcast, a blog post, usually on Mondays, and a YouTube video, usually on Wednesdays. Uh, Towards the end of 2020, I also started live streaming weekly. I would love to do that more consistently, like at a consistent time. I don't think day of the week is, is feasible for me right now because, again, we're still we're open to bringing on uh, an in-home babysitter, assuming that they have the same level of uh, safety that we have. Uh, it's been hard because, you know, we are forward and, and tell people that Aaron's a nurse and we don't want them. Uh, we don't want them to be blindsided by that. So we tell them up front uh, and understandably a few, a few potential babysitters have said no. Um, but Erin. uh you know, she, luckily she has the vaccine or is getting the most of the vaccine now. So we are, uh, considering bringing on a babysitter, um, to, to be at home with both kids on day's errand work so that I can maybe get some work done as well, but nothing set in stone. So, uh, I, I'm assuming that at least for the beginning of 2021, uh, I will be working at this same cadence. So, in any case, that was a, a that was a, a weird sidebar. Um, but basically, I I can't pick a a single day to live stream yet because um, my work week is dependent on my wife's work week, which changes from week to week. Um, so, I should say that my year of consistency I think was a huge success in two ways, uh, with, with me creating consistent content. Uh, and that is, I was able to uh, open up a new income stream, which is I hit the minimum requirements, uh, for YouTube so I could start monetizing my channel. Uh, it's been going for a little over a month and I made about a hundred bucks, which is, is not a ton. Can't live off of it, but it's something uh it's more than zero um it also significantly increased one of my other income streams which is affiliate income um in fact uh it 5xed right uh, it f- it 5xed my Amazon affiliate income uh and that's not including other more lucrative uh um affiliate programs that I'm a part of so um I think that was a huge success. I also consistently put out some major projects, including podcast liftoff, two LinkedIn learning courses, and a book, uh, which is very exciting. So, usually I give myself a grade on my yearly theme. I'm not giving myself a grade this year, but I am generally happy with the way the year went, all things considered. So, that's a review of 2020, the yearly theme, and how it switched. Uh, and let's get into the year of opportunity. But first, a word. From our first sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. It's a new year and you can start off on the right foot by reclaiming your time. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into keyboard shortcuts called snippets. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. With text expander you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes better than copy and paste better than scripts and templates text expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages text expander can be used in any platform any app anywhere you type take back your time and increase your productivity in the new year And let me just say that snippets is not all it does. With advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and much more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, Hi Joel, in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my keyboard and convert it to plain text, so I'm no longer fighting formatting. Plus, if you have employees or contractors, you can use Text Expander to manage and share snippets with them, so you all get it right every time. I've recently started sharing Text Expander snippets with my virtual assistant. This year, how I built it is focusing on being productive while working from home. Text Expander is the perfect tool for that. Plus, they're providing resources and blog posts to help you make the most of their tool and be productive. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now is the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit TextExpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. Okay, so let's talk about the year of opportunity. The main goal of the year of opportunity is to create more and better opportunities for myself. I want to be more open-minded and I don't want to do things just to do them. I'll talk about this in a minute, but blogging weekly, for example, was something I was doing just to do. I didn't have a real plan in place. And it was pretty clear that it didn't benefit me very much. Uh, And the reason I'm choosing the year of opportunity now is life presents you, us, me. Life presents all of us with lots of opportunities that we might miss or where we just say no. And I'm at a point in my life where I want to slow down and make fewer snap judgments and be Uh, open-minded. I'm self-employed. I have two kids now the main way that I networked was going to events and I didn't go to any events in 2020. Uh, And so I want to be more open-minded and make fewer snap judgments. Uh, And again, there are a few reasons why I think that this is a perfect theme for me in 2021. Like I said, I make lots of connections through in-person events that are not happening. And honestly, Uh, I have one on the books. It's a pretty small group of people getting together in Orlando if all things go well by the time the event happens. But I don't really know how many conferences I'm going to be going to. The major ones I usually go to are already announced as online only. So the connections I make are through in-person events that aren't happening. Uh, I'm generally and 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 the reason that this works for me is I'm generally more open-minded when I meet someone in person, uh, because I can get a better read on them. I'm a pretty good judge of character, I believe, and I've been told. And so when I meet somebody in person and talk to them, uh, I can I can better judge where they're coming from. Since most of my opportunities to connect with people are on online now my shields are up more often and I've said no to more things. Uh, And this includes people who I talk to regularly who are like, yeah, we're definitely going to work together. Uh, I'm just kind of like, I don't believe you. Um, So, uh, you know, I've always, I've always been skeptical, especially I've, I've especially been skeptical when people overhype opportunities, when they say things to me like, oh, you can make thousands of dollars a month doing this. And I'm just like, how come everyone's not, if it's like so easy to make thousands of dollars a month doing it, how come everyone's not doing it? Um, so I've, I've definitely turned down opportunities because of that. Uh, I feel like I've, but I, I do feel like I've missed chances by saying no. Uh, I feel like my network is maybe smaller than it could be. It is a big network. I'm a connector and I do talk to a lot of people, but I feel like I have a smaller network, especially because it didn't really grow much this year. Uh, and I, I maybe have fewer income streams because I've just kind of shut down uh, certain ideas because I didn't give them enough thought. Uh, I'm also kind of worried that I'm becoming a curmudgeon. Um, I'm just kind of like cranky about a lot of things. And I feel like being open-minded and making fewer snap judgments will uh, will serve me better. Um and and make me less of a curmudgeon. And while my skepticism has generally served me well, uh, I have broken off bad deals that I had a bad feeling about. Uh, I've just said no to things that I knew would go sideways and then ultimately went sideways. Um, so I feel like my skepticism has generally served me well. But I'm sure I've also missed opportunities because of it, partnerships with others, conversations I shut down too quickly, or uh you know, saying no because I thought the other person was just out for themselves and using me in the process uh and you know, maybe it's I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a New York Italian and maybe there's something in our culture that's just like who who what do you really want from me sort of thing um, but I feel like I've missed opportunities because of that. And so I definitely want to strike the right balance between being a skeptic and taking a calculated risk. I won't say yes for the sake of saying yes, but I won't be so quick to say no either. Uh, And so some examples of this include uh, being more open to guest pitches. In the past, I have uh either ignored or just outright shot down guest pitches when I felt the person was being too uh let's say self-indulgent or self-promotey. Um and so I I wouldn't even give them a chance. Uh, but now that I am doing more of this outreach myself, I uh I'm I'm trying to be more open-minded about it. So I'm actually reading the pitches. I'm seeing you know, what do, what do they want to talk about? And I'll still say no, if it's very clear that they're just promoting themselves. I did this the other day, um, because the person basically talked about how great they were. And then they said, and we want to promote our product. And I'm like, well, I have sponsors, uh, if you want to promote your product, my guests are, uh, here to provide value for my listeners. I don't just want my show to be a 30 minute long pitch for your product. And so, um, but I do want to be more open to that. Uh, I also want to do more guest posts or speaking without being a pain about it. Um, I've taken a weird stance over the last couple of years that if it's not a WordCamp and someone asks me to speak, I believe I should be paid. Maybe that's not a weird stance. (laughs) Speakers should be paid. Uh, But I also understand uh, that there are benefits. There could be benefits for me uh, without getting paid. And so, especially in a year where I'm trying to expand into a different niche and establish myself as an expert in a different niche, perhaps doing a free speaking gig where I can soft pitch myself at the end, um, is what it would behoove me to take on those speaking gigs. Um or those guest posts. So I've, I've softened a little bit on that after hardening probably in like 2020, 2019 rather. Um, And so I I definitely want to be more open about that. Uh, Connecting with more people on LinkedIn. If I don't know somebody personally, I've I've always just said no and ignored them Um, because too many times I've connected with somebody and then they immediately try to sell me. So uh, what I'll do, uh, Karen North actually, gave this advice in, in an episode last year, but, uh, what I'll do instead is start a conversation. If I think that the person is, is, um, you know, is, is true to having a good connection, um, where we can benefit from each other. And if it seems like they're a good match, then I'll connect with them. Uh, and then finally, spending money on the right products and services. These—that's the last example I, I have written down here, um, which I've which I've done a lot of in 2020. So I, I don't think I'll have any problem doing that in 2021. Um, I also want to try new things and learn new things. Uh, something uh, is that is often tied to my yearly theme, but I want. Uh, these things to be tied to some opportunity now. so um, uh, you know, instead of just taking an online course for the sake of taking it, uh, I want to determine how does this increase more opportunities for me um and And finally, before we get into kind of the the last bit here, um, i I want to use platforms more judiciously to create opportunities for myself. I want to strike the right balance uh, for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I was off Twitter completely for a while around the election, and I felt really good about it. But I also feel like I missed something. I wasn't engaging with as many people, uh, and so I want to try to find the right balance there. The same goes with Facebook. I want to do more than just share photos of my kids on Facebook. In fact, a one of my former high school teachers reached out to me because it, quote, unquote, seemed like I did a lot of podcasting, but she didn't know I had a course on it. Um, and so, you know, she, she's in the course now. And so I, I just kind of felt like my Facebook friends didn't care about what I did with business, but that's clearly not the case. Uh, I do feel like Instagram is the most prime real estate for me to cultivate opportunities and I will figure out how in 2021 that's part of my goals. So, um, so, uh, we'll get into uh, a few more, uh, specific kind of opportunities too. uh, you know, we'll finish the sentence. I want more opportunities too uh, in a minute, but first let's hear from our final sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hostinger. Hosting is a dime a dozen these days, with lots of places claiming to be optimized for platforms like WordPress while also being affordable. But they don't deliver on that promise. I know because I've tried a bunch of different hosting companies. But you know who does deliver? Hostinger does. I recently started using Hostinger for a personal project and I was blown away by how easy the setup was and how affordable their packages are. Just a few dollars a month. They offer the best price to quality ratio I've ever seen. And again, I've used a ton of hosting companies. Their dashboard is well designed and easy to use. They offer a free domain and SSL certification, and they're optimized for WordPress. Music to my ears. When I set up my site, I was happy to see they put some real thought into the WordPress onboarding and setup process. Buying a domain was easy. Then you pick the template you want to use, and they set up the site for you in mere minutes. Plus, they use Astra for all of their site templates with an assist for Elementor. So I know the site will be fast. I think that is such a great idea and addition. Uh, and again, it shows that they really thought about what they're doing here. Plus, they have caching, and you can very affordably add Cloudflare for a CDN. Between that, and daily backups and being able to manage WordPress plugins without having to log into the WordPress dashboard, I was sold. So if you're looking for affordable hosting for your side project or business that's fast, secure, and optimized for WordPress, Hostinger is it. Head over to hostinger.com slash Joe Casabona to see what plans they offer. I recommend the business shared plan. And use the code Joe Casabona for an additional discount. That's hostinger.com slash Joe Casabona, H-O-S-T-I-N-G-E-R.com slash Joe Casabona. And use the code Joe Casabona at checkout. Thanks to Hostinger for sponsoring the show. And let's get back to it. Okay, so we talked a lot about the blue sky stuff, the the why I want to do the year of opportunity and Uh, some things I'd like to try, but we haven't really gotten into uh, the specifics. And honestly, uh, I don't have any specific actions in mind for this year. You know, in previous years, I've said I wanted to, you know, read X amount of books or publish every so often and things like that. But I don't have any specific actions in mind. What I do have are some general categories. So. Uh, I want to create more opportunities to experience, um, which is say yes to things out of my comfort zone. I want to create more opportunities to teach, uh, that is, make more teachable moments for friends, for clients, uh, and for my kids. You know, um sometimes I'll just kind of respond glibly if I think, you know something is stupid. Um, and that's not fair to. Whoever is making the statement, you know, so I want to try to create more teachable moments, especially for my kids, because uh, I want them to understand why I'm acting or responding uh, the way that I am. Uh, I want to create more opportunities to be in the moment. So be on my phone less, uh, create more opportunities to be less distracted by work. Uh, on the Focused podcast. Uh, with Dave David Sparks and um Mike oh my gosh Mike I'm really sorry I'm forgetting your last name right now um, uh, you know they talk about having a shutdown process so that they can kind of mentally end their day uh, it's been it's been a struggle for me to do that cuz I'm only working about 60% of the time I would normally work uh, but it's not fair on the days when I'm not working and and I'm I'm dad um, I'm dad all day, it's not fair to my kids for me to be on my phone or to respond to that email. That can definitely wait. So I want to create more opportunities to be in the moment. I want to create more opportunities to grow, specifically in my business. Um, I, think, I really think I've made a lot of good strides this year and I figured a lot of things out, but I want to be open to more connections and partnerships, especially as I start to grow outside of my normal network, right? I'm pretty embedded in the WordPress space I want to grow beyond the WordPress space. So I need to be more open to connections and partnerships. And I want to create more opportunities to provide better feedback and solve problems instead of, and I quote here, just pissing and moaning on Twitter. Um, So instead of, I always try to contact support by, by means other than Twitter first, but Twitter is the thing that gets the results most of the time. Uh, So instead of just being annoyed and continuing to do things in an annoying manner, I want to provide better feedback so problems can get fixed. I want to solve, you know, I should try to solve problems on my own more and I want to create more opportunities to do that. Uh, And and finally, part of this theme is being more intentional. Like I said earlier, sometimes I do things just to do them uh, and sometimes I dismiss things out of hand. And one example of doing things just to do them is is consistent content. I'm not sure blogging weekly really helped me professionally in any way. Uh, Sure, there was good content, but the weekly grind for three pieces of content is hard. And I know that I let deadlines slip a little bit because I had to get that blog post out. Uh, So I think I probably would have been better served. Writing more guest posts or putting that time into my newsletter or into one of the many writing projects that I have throughout the year um and and so you know I will not be blogging weekly in twenty twenty one I'll be blogging regularly. they might be shorter blog posts, but I think I want to save uh at least in the short term the beefy stuff for uh for guest posts and and at least you know in a particular niche, and that niche is podcasting um A weekly YouTube video, on the other hand, was very helpful. Uh, So maybe I should have taken time to do more YouTube videos and create more opportunities to do more YouTube videos uh, instead of trying to grind out a weekly blog post, right? Maybe I could have spent that time creating higher quality YouTube videos and putting more thoughts into it. Uh, So uh, as we wrap up here, I don't have specific me- metrics in mind for this year, and I think that's a good thing. If I did, I feel like I might as well have resolutions instead. But I'm optimistic about the year of opportunity. Uh, I think this guiding principle will help me take what I've learned in 2020 and build on it in 2021. And I think my family and my business will both benefit from those things. So uh, thanks for listening to episode 200 of How I Built It. You can find show notes for everything I've mentioned as well as some helpful resources. I think the show notes will be pretty light this week. But you can still find them over at howibuilt.it slash 200. That's howibuilt.it slash 200. While you're over there, if you want to sign up for the Build Something weekly newsletter, it's free, it's weekly, and there's even more great content included in that. Thanks to our sponsors, Restrict Content Pro, Hostinger and Text Expander. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.